everybody. Welcome to episode 140 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm the other host, Mr. Paul Robert Robinson. God, you're middle naming it again. Yeah. PRR. Per. God. No. All right. Don't well, do that again. Fine. Um, we have a host. Oh, we have a host. <laughs> yes, Paul Robert Robinson. He's a host. <laughs> we have a guest. It's not really like be I our guest. Be a, no, yeah, no. <clears throat> I don't really me, consider me, me. you a guest because it's like it's cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like yeah, it's duh. Just like, recording it's one of the many conversations. Yeah. Yeah, b- basically, because um, okay, so we're here with 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 Cat Lindsay. She's uh, yay. She's an actor, uh, writer, filmmaker type. Ice coffee drinker. Aspiring. Start starting in. She's mm-hmm. made. She she had a short that we we did talk about on the show, and mm-hmm. and uh, she was in our last film, A Vital Sign. Hi, Same. yes, yeah. Hi, Kat. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> I'm not you? really a guest, but I am. Well, it's because it's like I feel like we're just recording one of our many phone conversations during the week. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much like a yeah. focused. It's a focused conversation. But well, now we get to dive into who is Kat Lindsay. Who are you? Who are you? Is there a reason why you went with Cat professionally? Oh, yeah. Well, it's younger. Started when I, yeah. Right? Isn't that like all Hollywood cares about? Sure. Youth. The appearance of youth. I don't know. I think like, well, well, for starters, it was you know I was born at a very young age. Okay, as we all are. Yeah. (laughs) You were born twenty (laughs) five. I, it, I didn't have Benjamin Button disease. No, I think, like, I changed my name several times growing up. Like, I went by Kate. It was a mistake. I was six. I went by Kate mm-hmm. for a whole year. And um, I think, like, high school was so traumatizing. And then I got out of high school and I was like, I'm Cat in college. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, everybody call me Cat. <laughs> Catherine is dead. Cat. <laughs> and, um, and then I just, like, I thought it sounded better I don't know, as a stage name, like mm-hmm. I got so used to being called that and um, nobody really called me anything else except for my mom, who calls me a number of things, but one sure. of them being Kathy Lou. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it just sounds like more interesting than, than Catherine Lindsay, you know. It's it's more zazzy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> That's the word we were looking There's for. There's likely not another Cat Lindsay, I'm assuming. I'm sure there is. There's... There's two others on IMDb, but neither are actors. One's oh. like a costume designer. Well, you're the only actor then. So I'm apparently a soccer player. And a musician. <laughs> yeah, a and a musician. Or something. Which I am as well, but Paul Robinson is a is a is a or or should I say football player. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is he from? Is he from Brazil? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. He's international though, I believe. He's not from this he's not he's not from the States. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Paul. It's the name game. It is the name game. First segment of our podcast. I can't escape my name, so yeah. I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so we had, uh, we, where did we meet? Where did we, was it backstage? backstage is that where yeah. you auditioned? Yeah. Your video just Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, we had done, you know, an audition thing, thingamajigger, cast call. A casting call, yeah. And um, we like videos. And this is the reason why, because you can yeah. tell what you're getting. You tell what, they, what an actor's capable of, even if they're not doing what you want them to do. I just mm-hmm. know what the range is. And so we saw Kat, and uh, you were the only person to bring a prop with you. 
in your video. Right, right. And I was like, she's either dedicated or she's an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> take, we're going to take our chances on this one. <laughs> Both might work. I'm not going to judge, but uh, I'm hoping it's not the latter. But I was like, okay, so she, you know, the scene you guys were supposed to be chill and hanging out. So I was like, she brought a prop. And that's, that's interesting because um, I can kind of visualize that mm -hmm. more now. There was only one other person that decided to kind of be daring. I don't even know if we could get that video again. It was a scene that I actually had changed that actually got cut out of the film. And he was supposed to do a little dance at the end of the scene. Oh, yeah. And oh, he yeah. decided in his audition video that instead of doing a dance, he was going to act like a human transformer. Mm. And I was like, listen, I appreciate you taking a chance. <laughs> but... <laughs> Wait, did, did Karen is, do the dance? Um, I don't remember. remember. I, don't I think he, I, 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 he did in the in the personal audition. Yeah, I think he did like a he did like a little jig for us. But yeah. this guy decided that he was like, no, I'm gonna do the robot. But like he really went hardcore with it, and it was like you know to the point where I can't watch people do stuff like that because I'm embarrassed for them. And I was like, oh my god, just shut it off, yeah. <laughs> shut it off, make it stop. And so Wait, this, this is, is like was this is the callback. No, this was the initial. Like, like when oh, uh, oh, self tapes. Like when you, you guys were doing oh. the self tapes, and I was like, wow. I just like this. So this is th this was part of the conversation I was going to get into is that when you take a risk, you're taking a risk, right? And that can totally work in your favor. Where I mean, you didn't take a risk; you brought a prop. But it's just like doing something like that for the right person. I guess maybe they would have been like, I want this guy to be a transformer at the end of the scene. That mm -hmm. was brilliant. Right. Or you have our reaction, which is like, where's the stop button? <laughs> Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Power down. Power down, buddy. <laughs> Take it easy, Optimus. We, yeah. we didn't ask for all that. Um, so I have like, has there have you had experiences with that where you've taken a chance that's actually worked or vice versa? Well, I guess it worked in this case. Um, I was actually, you know what it was? I was I was kind of nervous. So because when I first saw the breakdown, like I apply to like everything on backstage and actors access, but I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is about a cult. I want to do this. And so when I did the audition, I was like, how do I get their attention? And I, I, you know, went over to my friend's house and was like, why don't we actually drink beer? And like, I was actually drinking a beer. <laughs> and so. Um, so we were right. Alcoholic. You owe me 20 okay, bucks. Great, okay. great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I'm trying to think of an example where I did take a risk. I know um i've definitely i've definitely done something stupid at auditions i'll, I'll tell you that <laughs> um but but yeah no i can't really think of any time where i was super super bold um yeah i think honestly the the only thing i ever really take a risk on is like whether or not to use a prop and i and i never really know if i should or not because everybody has different feelings about them yeah um and like some people are like oh that's so great that you use that toy lego thing that looks like a gun and other people are like that was ridiculous <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> um but yeah no no um yeah I, I think that was really the biggest risk i've taken in an audition to be honest it reminds me of um that story of olivia coleman with the um the fishnet audition have you ever heard that so she got no she got sense she got sent sides and I love Olivia Coleman. Like she's just amazing and she's adorable. She's like the most adorable person ever. And so I think she had to pay, play like a bit of a, I don't know if she was like a prostitute or something to that 
degree. Mm -hmm. And so she decided to show up to the audition like in fishnets with this like plunging neckline and like high heels and she was dressed like kind of tardy. And as soon as she got up to like the uh, the audition, the lady was like, oh, hello. And she was immediately <laughs> like, wow, that is not the reaction that I was hoping for. And then um, they were going through the lines and stuff and she was kind of like, this doesn't seem familiar. And apparently they had sent her the wrong sides. And so they oh, realized, no. like, after the fact that uh. she like, came to the audition dressed like a stripper. A stripper. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, she <laughs> didn't have the right sides. That's not really her fault, though. Yeah. If she'd had the right sides as the hooker or whatever she was supposed to be, I mean, that would have probably worked. Or she could have applied that technique to the new, to the actual side. <laughs> Just made it a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> Just made it a hooker. <laughs> um so, so you've been in, you've, you've done a bunch of stuff, like you've done TV stuff, you've done films, um, you were, uh, you've worked with um, Anthony Hopkins, film with Anthony Hopkins, and um, like you've been on all different levels of sets. Do you have a favorite? Oh, man. Um, I always, it's okay to say the one that pays you more, too. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite? And then you lean in really close. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I always think the last one I did is, is my favorite. Like, And then I'm like, I do another one. I'm like, oh, that was my favorite. But um, quite honestly, I think my favorites have been the ones where the entire cast stayed on location. And that was that was a vital sign. And then another film I did called Beyond Adversity, which I told you about. And that mm -hmm. I think comes out next month. But it's always just so much fun uh when you either get to stay in the same house or like in the same town and you're all in different airbnbs because you really get to know each other that way mm -hmm. which makes it way easier to um kind of get a chemistry with with all of your scene partners you know i always try to like <laughs> not necessarily become everybody's best friend but i try to get a feel for who i'm working with closely enough so that way it appears more natural when we're actually talking but um I think obviously the the set I was the most like starstruck on was definitely kidnapping Mr. Heineken because I that was my like really the biggest thing I've done. It, it was a fairly small part, but um, I just was like the entire time I was there, I was like, why am I here? <laughs> like, um, Somebody mess uh, up or I, I was... I'm having some serious imposter <laughs> syndrome here. What is happening? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and I was like, and you know, I think I'd been acting for like two years and just getting to I didn't have any scenes with Anthony Hopkins but I but I worked with Jim Sturgis and and Jemima West and then when I was getting my hair and makeup done I shared the trailer with like several other really well-known people and just being like um like are you sure you guys didn't make a mistake like <laughs> nobody's ever heard of me yeah they're gonna tap you on the here? shoulder and been like oh, I'm so sorry we were looking for Catherine Lindsay yeah <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <laughs> she's very upset right um, now we're flying her in get out <laughs> i just the scale of that production like indie sets are so much fun because they're really intimate but but something about a big production is so exciting too because you got like 50 people running around they they built like this huge studio with like a green screen and inside this warehouse and there's like um the just sort of there's like a buzz everywhere you go uh and, and that sounds so cheesy but it's true like there's so many people kind of doing different things and mm -hmm. i'm just standing there with my hands shaking like <laughs> while 
like every five seconds someone and i'm not used to this but every five seconds somebody was like do you need anything and i was like what would i what would i need like, what, do you, what do you mean <laughs> more like, lines do you need yeah. a warming jacket jacket do you need like water and i was just like uh no <laughs> i need an inhaler because i'm freaking out like, this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrecking. um but yeah i just i think i was probably almost the most starstruck besides anthony hopkins i was so starstruck by the director because he did um he did two of the girl with the dragon tattoo movies daniel alfredson mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was a i was a major major fan of the of those films when i was younger so uh and it's always fun working with like a european director because I, I get super distracted by their accent um which yeah. really isn't a good thing but, but, <laughs> um but that was really cool you know it was a period piece and um that you know the costume designs were really cool they uh, the set design was immaculate i remember being like why is there a rubik's cube in here you guys are really committing to the 80s aesthetic yeah <laughs> nobody even even saw it in the film but it was there um but yeah it's, it must, it's hard to must be nice to have those kind of finances you know what i mean yeah <laughs> right the levels, <laughs> the levels random detail. 80s stuff just in here no one's gonna see it but we just want the actors to know it's there <laughs> what's that attention to detail you know that you get from directors <laughs> that directed such hits as Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and yes. stuff like that. I just actually, I, I just watched the one with Claire Foy. Mm. I don't know why they keep mm. remaking that. It's just like, like if it's... I haven't seen that one. I didn't, I didn't really care for it. I mean, I just, I liked the originals. It's mm-hmm. like, if it's not like Numi mm-hmm. then Nomi, I was like, I'm never sure how to say her name. Um, I just kind of like, eh. <laughs> like she was the original, you know, yeah. so I'm just like the other ones. The one with, was it Fincher? Yeah. His was, yeah. it looked beautiful, obviously, yeah, course, you know, yeah. like it, it was, you know, it looked really cool. And and that one was good, but I still liked the originals. Yeah. Better, much better. Yeah. So I have a question. What's your question? Um, what's, so what is, what is being an actor in the current kind of pandemic been like? Like what are some of the bigger changes that you've seen and maybe what are some of the things that you've seen that change that you hope will stay once it's quote-unquote over Mm. um well i mean as you guys know like most self-tapes for the past few like most auditions i should say for the past few years have been virtual um and like self-tapes for the most part but one cool thing that has come out of it and i don't know if this was like you know in process of being a new thing besides the pandemic but something uh that's kind of new is like doing a live virtual audition that's been added mm-hmm. on actors access so like you can still actually meet with the casting director or the director and read with them directly they'll actually put you in a waiting room and like do everybody on the same day um that's been really cool but like for the first six months of the pandemic i don't think i did barely anything you know <laughs> like yeah everything was was shut was, down. I think I, everyone I def- was was freaking out trying to adjust to how they're going to con- continue their business model under this new kind of situation. Yeah, those first exactly. like six I'm months. Like, how to just even? I mean, I was just focusing on getting through each day. <laughs> so yeah, yes, um, yeah. <laughs> like for real, it's like surviving. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I read a lot of scripts. I mean, that's been kind of cool. These are for all these all these directors who were kind of wishful thinking, like, I think I'm going to make this, you know, if the world isn't, you know, it, if the world doesn't explode in the next two years. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been kind of cool just focusing on the actual material. But um, as far as, you know, I, I hope what doesn't stay, obviously, is uh, 
the fact that it's so slowed down. But um, I, I understand why everything's so much more strict. I think it's good that uh, most productions I've been hearing about, uh, you know, a couple of my friends have been doing not really narrative work, but a lot of commercials have been saying that, you know, the protocol has been really, really safe on set, like with the mm -hmm. tests and um, temperature checks and, and everything like that. I think that's great. And moving into this sort of, I don't know, dystopian future we've got going. I, yeah. I hope we continue to just sort of see if people are sick before going to film, you know? Yeah. Um, that's nice. <laughs> well, yeah, nice I mean, that's, that's for me, it's like, I, I hope that the people can see how helpful it is to just be more cognizant of germs in general, you know? Yeah. You now, because it's forcing you to think about the tracing of a germ and viruses and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, we can still do this once the, the virus has been eradicated. Be we can still, yeah, we can still wash our hands a lot and, and well, all that's that why stuff. I don't understand the hand shaking thing when people are like, don't shake hands. I'm like, but I can touch the same doorknob as 47,000 other people that just walked into this store. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Like if I'm yeah. shaking your hand, I'm supposed to wash my hands yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, like before putting my hands in my face or in my mouth, I should be washing my hands. So I, like I could understand not like kissing someone on the cheek and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But like, you should be able to like, mm. people are like elbow bumping. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just high five or shake hands? Like you can still wash it. Yeah. yeah like I'm going to a register. Well, oh, we've put the clear film over the credit card machine. Well, geez, I mean, nothing can be caught on there. Like you've done yeah. it. <laughs> you know, it's just like... Yeah. Unless they, unless they start building them out of copper. <laughs> well, yeah, weird. but even still, like, well, because some hospitals actually do, they did incorporate copper, I and mean, copper is really expensive, so they a lot can't do it, but some of them were trying to incorporate copper faucets and doorknobs because it's resistant yeah. to bacteria, but it wasn't, they tested it with COVID, and it didn't last as long, but it was still there. Yeah, I, just, I don't get that. Like, don't shake hands. I'm like, I mean, that that doesn't, that's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even, work even like before, that. Even before the pandemic, I was really skeeved out by money and gas pumps. Those gas two things. Pumps, that's like your kryptonite. Yes. Money and gas, gas pumps, pumps are disgusting. <laughs> I used to carry. I used to bring like have gloves in the car if I ever had to use a gas pump. He'll I don't know why tissue. it is. He'll like, pull a tissue out of his glove box so that he can pump the gas. I'm like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you have a napkin? Oh I'm my like, god. But if I, if I drop stuff. I'll eat it. I don't care about that <laughs> stuff. But for some reason, money and gas pumps are just they skeeve me out. Well. You should feel that way about doorknobs. Yeah. I have this weird thing where I like love I love the smell of gasoline. I do too. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people do. Uh, what that. is it? I don't no. know. Some people do. As a kid, um, like as a baby, I was told that uh, on the nights that I was exceptionally ridiculous and wouldn't go to sleep, my father. Now this <laughs> could explain a lot about my brain, but my father would drive me to the gas station and roll mm. down the windows. Mm. Because I loved the smell of gasoline, like as a baby, even. And even now, like when someone's pumping gas, I'm like. <laughs> either loved it or and just. And then, like 20 seconds later, I'm up. like, I'm going to get such a headache when I do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best part about going to the gas station besides the snacks. But the second, Paul, now that I know that it's a secondhand high, um, <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm never going to let you forget that. I'm going to blackmail you at some point. He's going to throw money at me. Throw gas singles, pumps. <laughs> money and gas pumps. Throw gas pump at you. <laughs> <laughs> Get it away. So, okay, so let's see. So um, this is weird because we talk about so much stuff. Like we just, so it, I feel like, oh, I've had this conversation with her, but everyone else doesn't know that because they, they weren't in, yeah, in the no, conversation. <laughs> um, so well, what we, we often talk about as actors is, uh, and as, uh, you know, it, women, is our weight 
and Women. yes, you know how Women. you know how we are. You're wit like you're impatient. Ew. <laughs> Oh, no, but there's the insecurity that you ha that a lot of women and men, but, you know, is in, in Hollywood, especially and in, in this business, <clears throat> even in indie, um, there's that that pressure to yeah. mm. always kind of fit into that 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 cookie cutter weight. There's that we've had conversations where we're like, gee, I wonder if I would have gotten that part if I was a, mm. a size four or a size six or, and you're you're quite tall for a woman. So it's like, mm. you know, you're never gonna be like, it's so, I hate that it goes by like a number because for you to be like, a, to be 125 pounds, you would be dying. So, but, oh, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> even for me, like at, I, at my lightest, I was 117 and I was quite thin. Mm. Um, and I'm much shorter than you. So it's just the, that, that pressure that, that we that you feel even in independent film it's not just in big budgeted films but we've had this conversation with even with smaller stuff what's your experience oh, yeah. been like have you ever felt that you didn't get something because of your size oh my gosh all the time uh, <laughs> like constantly and i think honestly that's one of my biggest hang-ups uh you know because i've been cast in several roles i mean and it's it's not really noticeable like it's it's not super alluded to. In, in Kidnapping Mr. Heineken, I was supposed to be, you know, the frumpy, unattractive friend. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it, I think in the original script, it even, like, Jim Sturgis's character was alluding to my weight. Um, and then my first ever film I was cast in, I was supposed to, I was described as cute, but slightly overweight. And that's why he was breaking up with me, like, in this comedy. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and at the time, I thought, wow, okay. I guess that's how I'm viewed in this industry because I, I I've never been like super thin and and at, you know at my age now I'm actually really comfortable in my skin as a person and I you know I don't hate my size uh, but I do know that a, a lot of parts I've been considered for I was surprised that I've even been getting auditions for you know like because I always mm -hmm. thought it was more of a supporting character but I've auditioned for a lot of lead roles and I continue to get auditions for those lead roles. But I think I I'm sort of viewed as somewhere in between because of my size. And mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, if I were to drop like 40 pounds, it would be I'd probably be cast in a lot more stuff like that. Um, I, I definitely think it's a factor. It has actually been mentioned before, um, only when I brought it up because I like I've been oh. told. Yeah, yeah, I was, you know, there was a couple, and no hate to them. I think it's also like, I want the industry to change more. And uh, I find that female filmmakers are more forgiving about size. Mm -hmm. But a lot of um, male directors, in my experience, have had more of an expectation. And again, not all of them, but mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of them have had more of an expectation of, of uh, me being a more marketable size. So that's come as like a constructive form of criticism sometimes when I was like, okay, so I got three callbacks and I'm not questioning why you didn't cast me, but I only asked because like I, I had been reject, I had started becoming like getting these really long messages when I was rejected, when I was being considered so strongly. And so as I've had more experience and one director said, okay, like just so you know, our entire team was so excited every time you had a new callback one of the parts because we think you're one of the best ones that auditioned for this project and we like love your auditions we think you're so good but this part isn't right for you and i auditioned for three different roles um 
And I, and I said, well, thank you for the feedback, but because you were so like descriptive in this, mm-hmm. what was the reason I wasn't cast? And a big part of it was my size. And, um, like that was probably the main reason. And I don't take it personally anymore, but it does make me, it does make me angry when I, I, I think some parts, obviously, if, if that actually has to do with the character, if the, if the person is supposed to look like a, you know, a Bond girl, I get it. But if, if literally this is just a part about a person, you know, like a, yeah. a person living their life, uh, I don't know why that should matter. Um, yeah, but even that, even that Bond girl thing is, is still like, who's to say? Who decides that that's yeah. what Bond well, girl is? Studio, or who decides you know, that, A lot know, of it, as some as old we white learned, guy sitting is, somewhere that's is just the like... Studios. It's the studios, um, you know, as we've learned from guests that we've talked to, like directors, they don't even have, unless they're like super, super well known and have pulled, they don't have a say over who gets cast. Like they could want to cast their friends or people that they know and the studio's like, nope, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I, I mean, the term marketable weight is just like, I'd almost rather you just be like, you're too fat. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. You're not a marketable weight. What exactly does that mean? Like, you know, I mean, we, we all know what you're saying. There's a nice way of saying it, but. Um, I Show just me the think, chart where the market is. Like, yeah, where's market, the marketable weight right here? And, yeah. Um, but, you know, but then it's not, it's not just about weight, though. It's also that, like, you look at an actor like uh, Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows her because she's the actress with the giant boobs. Yeah. Like a lot, like if you if you were to say her name to somebody, you'd be like, I have no idea who that is. You'd be like, oh, you know the girl in Mad Men? She had the giant cans. That's what a guy would say. And they'd be like, oh yeah, I know she is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the girl with the giant boobs. Like she can lose as much weight as she wants. She's very busty. She's not going to lose that much weight up front. She's always going to have big breasts. And so then yeah. as in, in day-to-day life uh, outside of film, it would be the opposite. It would be like, oh, she probably gets everything she wants because she has big boobs. But now in film, that can mm-hmm. very much work against her mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, yeah, she has the face, she has the talent, but there's too much boob. We don't want all of that. We want someone with a smaller frame altogether. Yeah. So it's not just mm-hmm. like, it's so weird how in one in one part of your life that can get you into a door and mm-hmm. in another part it can get you kicked out of it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, For it's sure. not it's not just weight, it's just body type like yeah. you could still not have the like even when i'm smaller i still have wide hips well, how many times have we watched that. how many times have we watched foreign shows and we're like there's no way this cast uh, would survive I like have that. been cast in, in an american production TV. i love you know? that just and it's like, no you know and it's not to say that these people are ugly or fat or anything like that it's just that you know they look like people like people <laughs> like, every single person mm-hmm, doesn't have mm-hmm. six-pack abs and you know like we watched something where, and, like, a character had, was it, like, missing fingers or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was missing and a hand. So, as Americans... Like, like, born that way, not, yeah, like... like, we were watching it as oh. Americans, like, waiting for where that came into the plot. Because here, that there's no way. We would never cast somebody with missing fingers if we didn't address the fact that the character was missing fingers, you know what I mean? So I was like, how come they're not addressing the fact that he's missing fingers? Then I was like, oh, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the character's just missing fingers and it has nothing to do with the story. Because in in that character's, in that person's life, that's not uh, something they talk about every day, I'm sure, because it's just... Yeah, and it's just just irrelevant to the rest of the story. He, the the character had other interesting attributes. He was agoraphobic and, and had other things going on and... I don't know. We talked with Eileen about that back on, uh, you know, episode. Yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, just the fact that, you know, because at first you see it, you're like, oh, this is going to be some kind of plot device or That's what whatever. I 
And then the fact that they never addressed it. And then afterwards, you're like, that's brilliant. And you're kind of mad at yourself for even thinking, yeah. like, what this must be a reason that this is happening. And But the thing is, once I realized that, once I was like, oh, this has nothing to do with the plot, I didn't even pay attention to it anymore. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, he's missing fingers. I mean, okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I was watching the story, so I'm like, I don't, I mean, I wasn't even really thinking about it I mean, anymore. the show was, you know, mediocre, but still, it was, it looked was beautiful. It? Yeah, it was okay. I don't, see, I don't It was one of my mythical just... shows that you had, like, people with powers or something. And no. I, yeah. No, no. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it was subtle, but they, but they, there was. He loves involved. like those teen, like those teen magic movies. <laughs> not all them. of them. I'm very particular with my like, teen well, magic Harry movies. Potter? No, not no, no, no. no. Harry Potter. Like magicians, like the magicians, or um, what's another one like I watched? The Divergent, uh, Sabrina. like those types of things. Like I never the, really the liked teen... that series, though. No, but like the teen sci-fi type yeah, stuff. Teen sci-fi and, stuff. Yeah, like Sabrina, the the Netflix Sabrina. Like he loves that stuff. All right. And the OG Sabrina because I was in an episode, just saying. Were you? Yeah. Which episode? Uh, I don't know. I was, I was walking down a hallway <laughs> at her school, um, <laughs> trying to think what happened in that episode. Why are you always remember. in school hallways? Legally Blonde, same thing. You're yeah. in school well, that was a college hallway. That? <laughs> that was a college hallway. What do they just they look at you and they're like, let's put this guy in a hallway in yeah. a school. <laughs> he looks good in a hallway, this guy. <laughs> That's yeah. the only Weird. thing I see in that scene now. Like ever since I went back to yes. go, to go watch <laughs> Legally Blonde, I was like, I, all I'm looking at is Paul's face. <laughs> and Blue blazer. Like, that's all I'm looking yeah. for. So excited. <laughs> I was so upset. You did some major because I didn't face make acting. it onto the team. You made some major face acting yeah. in that. Yeah. You took so much face acting. Yeah, that was an opportunity, and you were like, that "I'm was taking my it." First biggest thing as a as a background actor. And look at you, you now. Look at, me. look at me now. Look at you now, sir. <laughs> I'm so, nobody. So, um, not 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 to to like press on it too much, but I think it's really important because we've not been able to talk about this, and we can always edit this out if you like. Shia, I'm not I'm not talking about that. <laughs> Is um, no oh boy. Here we go. The okay. So you, we can always edit it out. Um, the nudity thing. Oh yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> um, but. So this, like this, just especially, the, yeah. what, just nudity in general? Just nudity in general. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about nudity? Pro um, or con? <laughs> but <laughs> especially, let's just be honest, especially for, for women. women. yeah. Um, for sure. This is something mm -hmm. that if, if you're pursuing acting will almost always come up. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so, just real quick, I think shows think they're being slick now because when they, they're like, they'll show a lot of nudity for women, but then they're like, well, we'll just show a bunch of male butts and some penises yeah, and it'll be same. fine. You know, they, they try to they try to counterbalance it. So like, oh, we show both, but it's like, yeah, but you're it's still unnecessary. <laughs> it's just gratuitous balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I'm just like, why did I didn't I didn't ask for that either? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, thanks, but no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I don't, like, like, know, I don't need like just go on the Internet like a normal person. There's tons of nudity on there. <laughs> 12 seconds of scrotum. I don't need to see yeah. that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nobody asked for that. <laughs> Um, but so, so you, you had been cast in a part where there was, you were completely nude. Um, and mm -hmm. what, cause we've talked about this before, but you know, nude scenes are very different than what people actually think they're like, especially with sex scenes. They think sex scenes are like, Ooh, exciting. They're really ooh, I get not. To make out with a hot chick. It's like, yeah, no, they're just well, orchestrated and yeah. awkward and weird. And especially now yeah. with like, um, on, on bigger sets, you have like intim intimacy coordinators and stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. very... And I think it's a great thing, but, you know, it's very 
And it needs mm. to be choreographed, much like a, like a fight scene or yeah. anything that needs to be choreographed. <laughs> it's a naked fight scene. Naked fight scene. <laughs> because there's because there's there's a lot, you know, especially you want to be artistic about stuff, and if, if the movie calls for it and it's warranted or whatever, you know, I mean, 90% of it is not, but whatever. You know, and so, like, there's so much involved with just uh, lighting and, and, and uh, framing and stuff that to get a scene like that to not be uh, gratuitous takes that mm. much more effort. You can't just throw a camera on a scene like that. You mm. know what I mean? If, if you're going to involve a scene like that, there better be some artistic value to it versus it just well, being... Well, it usually isn't, but yeah. unfortunately. But um, so the, <laughs> the scene that you were that you The skin reflects on, light well. I'll say that. It does. Yeah. Um, the, the scene that you were in, I believe it was a mostly females in that in that production. Mostly, yeah. So mostly what was women, yeah, so what was that like? Was it a closed set? Like what did? Yeah, um, I was initially like really nervous about it, uh, but I I realized after a while that my my fear surrounding it mainly had to do with the opinions of other people and and not mm. what I thought about the script. So once I decided to do it, I I you know I talked to the director about it, um, and you know she told me it was probably only like three or four guys that were there. And um, we filmed that particular scene. It took a few hours. I was basically in the shower for, took a three hour shower. Um, <laughs> my, my fingers turned to prunes after a while. But uh, she, she and I discussed what I was comfortable with. And I said, I'm fine, you know, having everything off. I just don't want everybody in the room. And she said, you know, me and uh, basically the, the camera operator, the, the DP, who's also a woman, are, are going to come in and that's it. So they had the monitor out there. Um, and so I guess people could see the monitor, but nobody came into the bathroom except for she and um, the other girl that was producing it with her and then the other girl. And I thought I was going to feel awkward. And weirdly, it was actually like totally fine. And I, I don't know why I felt totally fine. But I think after a, a minute, I was just like, OK, I'm not wearing any clothes, but uh you know, I think it's, it's probably it's the weird. initial anxiety of like yeah. people first seeing you naked for that first moment. And then once it's like, a, well, you've seen it. I mean, like you can't unsee it. Yeah. Right. So like <laughs> I think I would assume it starts to feel technical after that. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, we've gotten over the shock value yeah. of it. Like, here's my body. And then we move on because there's still something to film here. So it's like, you know. There's not a whole lot of time for people to be like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. I mean, like, <laughs> boobs. I like, look, I like naked chicks, bro. Right? Let's get that out of the way. But it's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't, it's become such a, um, a topic, um, warrant, you know, rightfully so, that, you know, it be, it's, it's become a distraction, you know, to, mm. to a film because it's like, are they going to do it? Are they not going to do it? And the, the discussion around it has made it a point of, uh, it as a viewer, I mean, maybe not most people, well, like but maybe me as Thrones a filmmaker. Kind. It was yeah. Know, in the beginning, it was like, like, all right, all right. Like, yeah, get it's, it. <laughs> it's distracting because now they're now because <laughs> because it is such a topic now and needs to be such a topic now. And so I think <clears throat> I think like I don't know. It's it rarely ever like moves the story forward. You know I what think I mean? if for, we were for, watching it like mm -hmm. as members of the Amish community, we'd be like, yes, right? Because you don't get to see this all the time. Right. If you lived That's in like, some really every, conservative like, life, you'd be like, oh my God, there's boobs everywhere. Right. There's there's penises everywhere. And you'd be, but it's just like. It's not like there's a shortage of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that it's you like, can. It doesn't need to be interwoven with like good storytelling. There's sex just everywhere the online. Like why? Like, okay. Like, but then on the flip side of that, I hate when when like actors 
intentionally cover up during mm. a sex mm. scene mm. and it's just kind of like well can't you just cut to when it's over then like because this yeah. like who or has just frame, sex with, or just like, frame it just frame it out like, yeah with their bra on that's, like, you know, all the way that's up a here. good it's point weird. too because if you want to show an intimate moment the morning after you know let's say you know chances are you're not going to be fully dressed right and so well, i mean if right. we've just done what we've done i'm not worried about you seeing my boob right you know, but, but that like, but then but then it's but, like, <laughs> But there's that's what I have a problem with, not you know, yeah. with the actual. But there's a million ways. My body. There's a million ways to frame that shot that <laughs> you know could be more, uh, or it could be less in, intrusive to the to the actor or actress. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I don't and know I, that I would lay there like boobs out, but it's like if I lift my arm and it and, comes but, out from under the sheet, maybe, it's like but yeah. Ma- but maybe some characters would do that, and it would be justified for them to not care because they have this. They're not an after doing what they did right yeah. before, you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, but if even I if that care, I I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that like there's a million ways to get around having to show it. Yeah, you know, for this, you know, for the yeah. sake of it. And, yeah, you know, if if you have a specific shot that you love and and the way the character moves or the way the actor decides to move that in that character in that moment and something slips in, then sometimes that stuff happens and everybody's okay and we're good to go. But you know, uh, I don't know. I just I feel like. The, the purposeful use of it is is becoming very distracting. There's the ways more and more to, the, there's the, ways to do it and still mm-hmm. be effective. What's um uh Diane Lane, unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Does she is she ever I don't think she's completely nude in that. I think she might have been topless at some point, but it was just more the way she acted out the scene. That like you didn't even mm-hmm. really you, you know, I I was never thinking like why aren't they all both butt naked or anything like yeah. that? Because it was so realistic just in the way that she was reacting and, and acting in that moment that it was done in a way that you didn't miss it. Yeah. You didn't really need it. Anyway, sorry. You were saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I um, I haven't seen that movie either, by the way. That's another movie. Really? It's a very seen. good. It's very yeah. good. I'll have to watch it. But I, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I used to have more of a conservative view about, about you know, like nudity in film and, and uh, both actually acting in something like that or just watching it but these days i um i'm not offended by it but i i agree with you guys like i i think if like if there's no point to actually have it in the film if it's there to just be like look a pair of tits yeah like you don't need that but i also think if it actually makes sense for the story for them to be not wearing anything if they're taking a shower or like like right. then you know full don't on, have... fully clothed in the shower yeah <laughs> Like, uh, oh, who was it? Cary Grant in, um, in Charade. He gets in the shower and he's like wearing a suit and he's like, this is the only way to do it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's, I love, I love that movie. But yeah, uh, I don't, I don't see an issue with it. I think also like there's the way they filmed that, that scene, um, with me, like you don't even really see anything. Like you just, it, mm. it's more of like my silhouette. Like they're not zooming in on like, yeah. you know, my Your areolas or, or something. So... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the left one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so mainly it's just like feeling comfortable when you're actually on set, like standing around. I will say the, the only issue, and I wouldn't even call it an issue. It was like the, the set where we, we were filming with permission was uh, a friend of the filmmaker's apartment who he literally like walked in the apartment at one point when we were shooting. So he definitely like saw me naked and I was just like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a mistake on, on, on their part. Um, What are you guys filming in here? Yeah, seriously. What did I agree to? (laughs) 
But um, at that point, I was like, well, I mean, uh, all of you have already seen me, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, and a- after a while, I, I think just I was so focused on um, the character, on what the character would be doing in that moment. That that entire film was just uh, pretty much just animalistic emotions without any dialogue, which was really freeing in a way. Um, and sadly, I don't think it ever, ever will come out, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a whole other story. Yeah, um, yeah whole other can of worms. Um, so you also, so you did your own film. Mm-hmm. Was this two years, two years ago when you filmed? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. I was thinking, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it can't yeah. be two years ago. No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Cause yeah. it was right before we yeah. filmed. <laughs> like, wow. That, okay. Yeah. So that was your first film that you wrote and mm-hmm. actually made. And, and, um, you learned a lot, I think I would say. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, my knowledge of filmmaking was zero, so it went from zero to about five. Well, you were an actor, <laughs> so you still you were familiar at least. Yeah, no, that entire process was really cool. Um, yeah, and, and you know, Katie, Katie Contini produced mm-hmm. it with me, and then Jenna Roscoe, who actually cast me in her thesis film a couple years before that. And um, yeah, so I and I worked with Emily Kordovich, who who shot the film, like a, a bunch of people I already knew. And um, I wouldn't have been able to make it without him. But the the whole process was really cool because I was just I'm still kind of surprised that it happened, I guess, because I was like, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll like write this. See what happens. Was the and name of the film, by the way, also, we should say that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's called The Children's Corner. <laughs> We're just like, you know, the movie Sorry. that you made. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm really good at this whole marketing thing. Uh, it is called The Children's Corner. And um I was just bouncing ideas off of Katie one day and uh, you know, it's, it's based on this tradition that me and my family have where uh, my youngest sister was a stillborn and she's buried in Australia because we lived there for a really long time. So we don't get to visit her grave on her birthday. So that started this tradition of laying flowers on infant graves on her Mm -hmm. birthday every year. And um, I was talking to Katie about that. She was like, that's really interesting. I've never heard that kind of thing before. Um, And so then I just sort of, started piecing together this little film based around that and then it coincided with a a couple grieving the loss of their child and I wondered what would happen you know if those two stories collided so it was a pretty simple story but but also really really um like kind of dark like sad for a for a first attempt um and uh the consensus was I think that everybody cried like a lot of a lot of people would message me after and were like well I'm a, a sobbing mess but good job <laughs> so, um, <laughs> i'm gonna go pop uh, a few xanax and take a nap but thank you for the experience <laughs> um yeah but i just it was really cool having that much control over what happens and i i, I learned so much being in the editing room with jenna and um just seeing how much work goes into literally just 16 minutes of footage is astounding uh-huh. <laughs> like mm-hmm. A, a feature film that's like a I'm amazed that anybody puts that out within like a year or two because it just it's so much work but but I found myself loving the entire process like I would get home I was working at a coffee shop at the time and I would I would get home from like working 35 hours a week and then just work on the film like pre or post-production for like five hours and it but it didn't feel like work because I was like okay yeah. we gotta do this we gotta get the insurance papers we gotta watch all these auditions which, to be honest, I think one of the hardest things was, and the most fun things, was um, watching 
all of the submissions we got. We got close to 300 submissions on Backstage. Jeez. And um, I was floored because I was like, I've literally never written anything before, guys. And all of you <laughs> want to put your faith in me. I was like, okay. Um, but... No, we, we ended up getting a really good cast and, and some, you know, some were friends that I'd worked with before, but that was really hard, especially casting the child actress because there were several that were just so cute. And I was like, I hate to say no to a nine-year-old kid. Yeah. But <laughs> sorry, kid. Try You're again. out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Raquel, the, the girl we went with was really, really great. And um, her mom, when we met, was like, I saw your photo and I was like, oh my God, that's my daughter in 15 years. This is so weird. <laughs> so I think we, we went with the right one in that case. <laughs> what was the experience of working with a younger actor like? That was really fun. I've, I've worked with kids for years, like as a babysitter, nanny, like day camp counselor, all the things. So getting to direct one was really fun. And she was honestly the least diva like person to ever work with because it was rainy and cold like when we were filming and she was standing outside with you know in between takes and we were worried if she didn't have her jacket and she was like i'm good i'm fine yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the resilience of yeah, childhood was, those bastards are resilient <laughs> <laughs> and, and i think also like part of and and not not to devalueize like child acting because obviously she was really good um but i think something about working with a child actor just reminds you of the joy of it because mm -hmm. she was so excited to be there and and I was just like man this is like this is how it should feel you know like it should yeah. feel like what a privilege it is to be here and I I normally feel like that on every set you guys have seen me like twirling around in circles mm -hmm. <laughs> she's spinning again but like... she's spinning again <laughs> 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 what is she doing? Is she on drugs? <laughs> she okay? Um, but yeah, no, it it was just fun because I think in between takes, I I would try to spice things up if I thought she looked bored, which she never was. But I was just worrying about it. I was like, oh, what's your spirit animal? Like, what's your favorite <laughs> color? Like, <laughs> um, and then if I needed to give her a direction, which was not often, honestly, uh, she'd be like, okay, cool. And then did it totally differently. I'm like, you, you're you so easy to work with. Like, this is a dream. Um, and this is a video I will never publish because I'm embarrassing in it. She's not. I can't sing. But she and I sang uh, one of the songs from The Greatest Showman together. And like Katie filmed it or someone filmed it. And then Charles, who played her dad, was singing off key on purpose in the kitchen while we were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this great video. But um I'll link to I, that below. I was going to say, uh, how long have we been friends? I've not seen this uh, yet, so we need to talk. I will send it to you, but I'm not going to post it. But she's, like, belting out uh, the song. So we just had a really good time. Um, and I would definitely work with kids again. This new script I'm working on would, would if I ever get to film it, which, you know, probably not, not but we'll see, uh, has a lot of kids in it, uh, the, the new one I'm writing. So um, hopefully I'll get to work with kids again the period piece yeah Shh, spoiler alert that's not spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> oh shocker cat likes a period piece yeah i know that's like her favorite um yeah. so i won't ask that question what's your favorite kind of role period piece that's what i want to do <laughs> yeah um yeah i think that like as we as everyone in this room knows i'm not a kid person shocker um <laughs> but i'm always 
super amazed when I see a kid doing a really good job as an actor because I'm like, this creature has no life experience. This is like this Mm. being that has been on earth like six years. hasn't really hit any kind of adversity or like anything in their life. And it's amazing how they'll just get it. Yeah. You know, um, I got his name escapes me. The kid from Looper. I don't know. I forgot that kid's name. Did you ever see Looper? (laughs) Why did I even ask you that question? I know she's, no, I haven't stupid. (laughs) Well, if you ever do. That, that, the actor from, um, Love and Monsters. Yeah, but she's a little one. she's a little bit older. Oh, but yeah. the the kid from Looper yeah. was six. I mm-hmm. think he was like six, if even that, maybe five, five, six, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And he stole the show. Like he yeah. stole that film, and he wasn't even like in it as much as. Um, so it's Emily Blunt and uh, jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt and and Bruce Willis. So he stole the film from those three. You know what I mean? And it's like, how is this, what, like, what's happening? Like, I just remembered looking at the, the, just his facial expressions and what the emotions that the, that the director was asking for in that moment. And I was like, how did this kid actually do? I don't, even if he said to me, like, it took us all day to get that. I'd be like, I can't believe he even got it. Like all day that, that doesn't even mean anything to me. Like he's like five, you know, without having to like, I don't know, do something mean like they did in the, uh, Oh God. uh, what, What film was that? Um, there's a couple. They've... Interstellar, right? When she's crying at the window. I don't. I thought you were gonna say the champ. Oh, I don't. No, see, there's one. been several, several. But that's the films. rumor. That I, is how this they is used just to... a rumor, so don't don't take it uh, for fact. But the rumor is that in Interstellar, when she's like crying at the right, isn't that that scene where the little kid's crying at the at the window, banging the window? Isn't that from Interstellar? Are you thinking of the help? Yeah. What? The help? No. With the little girl crying at the window. Oh. Both. <laughs> yeah. But it's anyway. So, but the but the point is, is that they they did some like unsavory things to get her to do that, like being really mean to her to get the the kid to cry or there was whatever. Some movie that they they you told the kid about that, that their parent died, and yeah. I don't remember what movie that was. That the director was like, "Oh, your mom died or something," and the kid's like crying. I'm like, "What is going on?" Like, <laughs> and action. But this was like years ago yeah. when it was like, "Oh yeah, that's what you do." And um. I was like, okay. So, yeah. I mean, I hope that part came with therapy because that kid's screwed up now. Yeah. Just not oh, necessary. hi, Hermione. What'd you say? We're 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 talking to Cat via video, which you don't get to see. So she's she's here with her lovely dog. Yeah. That made an Hermione. appearance earlier. <laughs> <laughs> an audio appearance, if you will. So um, what are so you you had mentioned that you were you have a new project that you hope to be doing what what are some of the things from your last project that you can take and and apply to the new one um well i think definitely i want to work with um what was i going to say i want to work more with um with katie for sure uh we've just sort of like uh shout out to katie contini we know you're listening (laughs) yeah 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 um and well and i i want to work with you guys too but uh I mean, everybody I worked with was, was great, but I think um, I, what I really want to repeat is sort of the whole process of just going through the the casting together, going through pre-production together, and, like, every step of the way, like, even if one person is sort of doing the script more than the other, like, just bouncing ideas, because I kind of, I'm still really new to this whole writing thing, 
So, uh, and I think last time I limited myself and I thought I had to write a certain way or like format it like a script the entire time I was writing it, which ended up being kind of like a handicap because uh, I know everybody work, you know, works really differently. So I'm giving myself the freedom this time around. I guess this is the opposite of the question you asked. But uh, mm-hmm. something I won't do again is I'm, I'm writing it more like it's a, a novel. And that's that's not to say that writing in script format is is more helpful. Like I think editing it later to look like that is going to be better because I'm finding it way easier for me to format it if I'm just sort of writing what I'm thinking without judging mm-hmm. how it mm-hmm. looks. Right. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm just crawling all over my lap. Um, but yeah, I I also I got really excited by last time about like locations and um, like I think the thing I had the most fun with though is probably like storyboarding too, kind of going through mm-hmm. the shot list with the DP and um, I think I like when I'm writing something. I sound so ex- experienced. I've written like two things. <laughs> when I'm writing something, self-confidence, cat. Come on, yeah. <laughs> confidence. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I sort of envision everything in with uh, a specific sort of shot in mind, and mm-hmm. so I'm kind of looking forward to going through the script again and going, oh, this should look like this, or like this should look like this from this perspective. Actually, that's a question I have for you guys. Like. Like, Sashia, when you're writing something, do you go, oh, this is like a close-up or this is an over-the-shoulder? Like, do you think that way? I don't, like, not not in terms of, like, over-the-shoulder, but if I want something close-up or slow motion or something like that, I will note it just so I don't forget. Yeah. But um, I usually, like, he he usually figures out, I'd say probably, like, 90% of the shots. I'll Maybe 10% of the shots will be ones that I specifically wanted, but... Um, Mm -hmm. I don't care enough about that, I guess, to really be like this, because then like, what is he doing? If I'm like, this is, I want, you know, if I'm in control of every single shot and he's like, well, what the hell am I doing here then? You know, so it's just kind of like, well, there's still, look, there's plenty to do. It's not like you're taking work away from me or anything, but I think that you're more concerned with the overall kind of, uh, uh, the scene as a whole versus getting nitpicky with like, all right, well, we've sat on this shot too long or this shot's too close, you know what I mean? Like if that mm-hmm. if the uh if the emotion of the scene is being conveyed then you know, yeah. you have your specific things cuz I have some specifics, but you know, because, overall I'm like I just trust that he's going to do what he's going to do. And, and a lot of that is, you know, is determined by uh time, location, mm-hmm. availability of equipment. Yeah, I would be more likely to be like, just get the shot from here, let's go. And he's like, well, let's get one from this angle, and then this angle, and then this angle. And I'm like, it's been three hours. Yeah, (laughs) I'm much more particular. Let's move on. You know. Yeah, Yeah, you you would know. (laughs) I think. uh, How many times did you have to uh, laugh with uh, Ryan? (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, and that was the first thing we shot was your scene. That's that's in the extended version that we're going to be putting on Vimeo, actually. Um, that's in the oh, longer yeah. version of the film. And that was the first thing that we shot. And you were like shooting so many takes of it. Well, here's the thing I'll say about, <laughs> like, for me as a director, oh my my, the, the first shot I do, whatever it is, is going to be the, 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 the worst in terms of like how many times I do it yeah. or how particular I am. Because Did you catch him getting sassy with me on set? Did you guys hear all of that? I don't think I did, actually. 
Well, because it's, I, it's like I an, was trying to it's light an a ongoing shot. joke in yeah. this in our film relationship that he's like, "That's perfect. Let's do it again." He loves to. That's perfect. Let's do it again. And he'll That's do another that, thing. Like, yeah, like times. I can't. I can't have one or two takes of something. Yeah. Because I feel like, well, if because I'm doing so many things, if there's something I missed, if this isn't quite mm -hmm. as sharp in focus as I thought it was, or if, you know, the you know, they're, they're, I'm just covering my bases because I'm doing so many things. Okay, we'll call it you that. Know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. You can sure. Um, but I felt like you were the opposite on set with me. There were so many. I mean, I I do remember it was like it was either or. You'd ask for like a bunch of takes but then so many of my scenes that ended up in that film you gave me one take to do it i remember you were like that yeah that's because, like, somebody, that's because i was getting yelled exactly at. <laughs> because somebody behind him was like are you kidding me <laughs> like we're too like we have to get these scenes out and so if i left it up to him that would we could could have shot for like another four days it would have taken yeah. but um in that scene we had had the talk before i was like you have to stop what you do like we don't have time on this set like you promise he's like all right we're gonna get like three takes because a lot of the we're uh, gonna go and a he lot lied. of the takes a lot of the takes especially at the beginning are you know i have to kind of merge my lighting time with my takes. so maybe the first two takes would be like uh letting the actors warm up or you know like just making sure my lighting is perfect because i don't have the luxury of of stand-ins for example to sit there you know you yeah, guys are, are more right. than willing to accommodate obviously but you know at the same time i, I try not to um well the problem was also that the that. floor was very shaky so mm, any movement yeah. when you guys were moving the camera would shake and so it was like we had to do a couple of those takes over because a very very old oh, house for that shot. Yeah, yeah yeah but um at the end of that i remember like i had to do like the business like can I talk to you for a second? And <laughs> the house is so small wrangle me <laughs> that in, I was yeah. like, they're probably going to hear this. And he would like, he already knew what was coming. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like you've done like six shots of this. And he was like, well, do you want it to look good or not? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I don't think did I you just get sassy with me? <laughs> we started the day off with like a bit of a tiff with each other because, and then like afterwards, like, I don't know, like an hour later, he's like, I'm really sorry for having a bit of a tantrum. I was like, yeah. whatever. Um, but, you know, it's just more time. Like, I just yeah. didn't want to run out of time. And luckily, yeah. you know, you guys knew what you were doing. So it's like I didn't have to, you know, say to anybody, look, can you do that but well, you know, <laughs> like, or anything like that. The, <laughs> Let's do that the again, card but good scene, this time. Yeah, but good. <laughs> the card scene was probably okay. the one that took the longest because we had to get so many angles. Yeah. Everybody was in it. So it's yeah. like we had to do that and then get everybody's angles or several angles of the same person. And yeah, then, you yeah. know, it's like that well, kind of. That kind of scene is. is that one yeah, took that one took a while. No, but unless you got unless you're shooting multi multiple cameras, there's nothing you can do about that. I will say something about Kat, however, that maybe people out there wouldn't know about her mm. is that if you're mm. working on a production and uh, let's just say you're like, OK, um, She's not the marketable size for this character, so I can't use her, but I would like to work with her. Um, if you need someone on set to get everyone to shut the fuck up, mm. she is brilliant at that. Yeah. There was an outside scene, um, and the house is like, there's several ways, there's like a big doorway outside of the house from the like the uh, French door and then the main door and it's very old so you can hear everything windows are open and we were shooting outside and it was like one of those days where it was like uh, it was just like tired so much was going on and you weren't in the scene and 
prior to that, um, Petra had been our clapper, but she was in the scene with yeah. me. So you took over as clapper yeah. and we were trying to get this scene and the guys were and like literally the opposite end inside the house and we're outside, but we could hear everything through the boom. And <laughs> <laughs> so Kat's like out there and even without the boom mic, like we could hear the echoes and she's like, hold on a second. And you just heard like, dun, 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 dun. She just like ran <laughs> through the house and she's like, guys, Really? <laughs> we need you to be quiet. <laughs> it's like you didn't hear a fucking pin drop for like another hour. I was like, okay, she definitely got hold of that situation. <laughs> We're ready to go. Yeah. Because I was sitting there like, I don't want to go in there and scream at anybody, but I'm getting so frustrated. And before I could finish that thought, just the wind of her running past me, <laughs> just because she was just like, I'm on it. She yeah. went in there and got everybody. She was the the, uh, the supporting cast and clapper first AD. Yeah, it was like she <laughs> yeah she was clapper slash first AD and just you just I think it was I think it was all your your years of nannying. Probably. <laughs> I, th- I think like after you've you know like when I worked at a day camp, I was in charge of like thirty children at a time, and some days we were short staffed a lot of days, and then uh, you know. I don't know how like those kids survived that summer where we they had one counselor per like thirty kids and there's like they're all like six years old. But you you just get used to it. You're like, all right, eyes over here, eyes over here. Like, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Um, Cats like three grown men. I got this. (laughs) There's a way to yell at people without being rude, and very few people understand that. Like. There's there's this way of raising your voice without being a dick about it, and you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta master that. It's it's a commanding respect thing. Um, yeah, it's very sure authoritative. It scared me a little. I was like, oh, because like literally <laughs> moments before that she would be twirling yeah. for no good reason, yeah. and I'm like, she's so happy go lucky, and she's just such a sweet girl, and then she's like, guys, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yes, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> When we work with you again, I'll have to pull you out of your scenes when you're done with your scenes. I'll be like, come on, first AD this, this shit. <laughs> right. Quiet on the set. Yeah, yeah that's, um, it's always, it's always such a good kind of experience. I'm so used to doing so many things for a film when we, you know, so many, wearing so many hats that, you know, when, when you see other people doing that on set, it really kind of just makes you feel so good because... It, it makes you feel like other people are invested into it as well. I'm sure, you know, on, on Children's Corner, you felt this with you and Katie, like, just doing so many things. And you guys both knew that oh, yeah. we're in this. Like, we're, we're both in this together. And, and, and you know, we're going to do... It's your film, obviously. But having somebody there that you know you can count on and you know that will do whatever you ask. Like, I, I felt that way on, on our film with, mm-hmm. like, you and Ryan and Petra and everybody, like, just... I mean, Ryan was running to the store buying stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's that that just makes you and it's not something I expect from anybody, obviously, but it just makes yeah. you feel so good. And, and, and it makes you feel like what you're doing is is worth it because these people feel it is as well, you know. And that's what I love so much about indie sets, like whether it's a short or a feature or whatever. Like I've noticed that about every indie set I've been on, like the actors sort of end up taking on this not all of them, but a lot of them take on this like familial role of like, oh, what do we need help with? You know, like everybody, mm-hmm. whether it's like during production or post production, like um, 
that's kind of become the case and you know everybody sort of becomes this uh family not without not without issues ever but like oh, yeah. um there's a there i think what fuels everybody is the the passion involved for the for the project you know like everybody wants it to be good and so I, i've been really lucky that, that everybody you know that was involved was was pretty invested and and did a lot of work you know everyone you know jenna and, and katie and emily and alexa who's a really great production designer like um yeah everybody was just pulling their weight and kind of coming together and the cool thing too is the more you're sort of involved and the more projects you work on somebody's got a friend who's good at something else like um mm -hmm. i ended up uh jenna recommended uh Nevaid to do Nevaid sing um to do our post sound mixing and he ended up being so good at that and then um i actually recommended him to my friend who did beyond adversity and now his band's like music is actually going to be in the film so it's yeah. that's what i really love yeah. about indies is like that's that community yeah you're, mm, for sure I, li I, I think there's something to um, those sort of forced interactions when you're staying. Mm. Like, I can't say for sure, but I think that it's possible that if we hadn't stayed at the house, if we had just kind of been working eight-hour days and meeting on set, I don't know that we would be as close now if we didn't have yeah. those moments in between, you know? And mm -hmm. I think unless you've had those experiences, it's weird for people to be like, how are you friendly with someone you've just met? And like... <laughs> You know, like the the very next day, you guys are talking like you've known each other for years. It's really it's weird. It's like well, when um, you're like you know when you have like one shower and <laughs> you're all like <laughs> well, a shower waiting. and a tub. <laughs> and a tub yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. But there's just sort of like this camaraderie, like because I don't mean that we all it. showered together. I'm just saying like you had to wait <laughs> your turn. Kind of yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think like before even that, like once when we all met for the first time, when it was like, oh, this is everyone. And, you know, we did um, we did like a cold read. It was like the dynamic was already there. Like we already yeah. had it. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time you guys had all met one another. So. Well, so much of cat for me anyway, so much of casting is 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 a, a lot like I would imagine people would hire like at a job you know right talent gets you in the door but then how do you click with all of us because i'll certainly would give up somebody who's quote-unquote amazing versus someone who's really good but that clicks mm -hmm. with our mm -hmm. our group and and you know gets along with everybody and, and and that sort of stuff so so much of it is that as well for me anyway yeah but i mean there's still always that you know you wonder like is everyone gonna vibe is everyone yeah, gonna yeah. get along and it was just like immediate like everyone just got along it was just yeah. like at least that's how I felt. I was just like, all right, good. That was my biggest thing was like, I want them all to get along. Even if I don't like some of them, <laughs> like if right. it turns out I don't like everybody, like, that's fine. But I want them to all like each other because I don't want to deal with like not having chemistry and having, yeah. you know, do takes over because people are like not vibing. And um, mm. I think that being able to stay in the house and kind of get the feeling of what people are like. Mm -hmm offset and, and all that stuff. And, and it happens in other, you know, like I had that happen once um, when I had to, uh, I had to do a test menu for a restaurant that was opening and I had just met the chef. Like she and I didn't know each other. And she, myself and the sous chef all had to go to Baltimore and stay overnight in the same room. And it's like driving <laughs> down there, you know, and it's like, you yeah. think like, this is fucking weird. Like, I don't know you from like, but for some reason, like, cause we were all in the restaurant business. It just was like, yeah, we're here to, like this. We didn't even flinch. It was just like, oh, what do you like? What do you like? What do you, you know? It's just, and it, it was fine. And she and I wound up being friends for like, well, I mean, we've 
we actually fell out of touch, uh, you know, a few years later, but we were still like pretty close for like a yeah. good year and a half. Like we continued to be friends after that. Um, and I think like only people on, on well, not only people, but it's something that people on movie sets can actually understand. You yeah. can develop friendships with people that. So quickly. So quickly. Mm -hmm. And so it's like. And I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what? what? You go. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I was I was just gonna say like um, I don't think anything is weird anymore. Like ever since you know I've been acting I think for nine years now, uh, and one of the actors I worked with, like we stayed in a hotel room together. We literally never met in person. And she drove us there. Mm. Like, I was meeting her for the first time, her driving us to the, like, hotel we were staying at. And so I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, we, we ended up Wasn't having Wasn't I so warned about like, stuff like this as a child? Were we yeah. supposed to not do this? <laughs> <laughs> Is this actually okay? And then, like, she had, like, green makeup on her face. Her name's Hannah Gold. We did um, a short film a few years ago. And <laughs> she had, like, little remnants of green makeup from her face. She was like, sorry, I'm coming from a... A different film set where I was playing like a goblin. So, and I didn't even flinch. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." As one does. <laughs> like, yeah. As one does. And I, I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, I you know sometimes I'll I'll wrap a a, a shoot and be sitting on the train or or in the car or whatever, and, and just thinking like, you know, especially when when I'm sitting on the train, I, nobody knows that I just came from you know being <laughs> like having an argument with my husband, like, I, I had three fake children, I was choked, I was, yeah. like, assaulted, yeah. and I'm just, like, sitting here, like, it's a normal day, um, yeah. like, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny, but I think, I think also the reason why we might get so, so close so quickly sometimes is forced interactions, but also we, we're all, like, passionate about the same thing, you know, we're all a little bit, like, um, we, we have to be vulnerable so quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have already got my guard down in general for the most part. Because um, yeah. I'm just like, okay, I'm here to, I'm here to, to work. I'm yeah. here to be, be honest. So. Well, it's that vulnerability for sure. Because we're everybody's taking chances and hoping that everybody else will like it. You know, you as an actor mm -hmm. are taking a chance on a, uh, a direction maybe or, or, or a choice. Um, and then... I'm asking you to do stuff, so I'm taking this chance in that this is going to be for the better good of the film. And so there's just, yeah, to your point, I think that's that's the big thing is everybody's so vulnerable. And and um, and I think that can, you know, go both ways, right? Because then, you know, if things go south, they can go south real quickly because it's like that immediate oh. reaction of, like, like, being vulnerable and then feeling like you've been taken advantage of or, you know, whatever, whatever the situation calls yeah. for. But luckily, we've been... Uh, You've been fortunate to to kind of only be on the the good side of that for the most part. Yeah, haven't had any anything horrible, really horrible or anything yeah. happen. Luckily, yeah. so um, yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> um, is there anywhere? Do you I, see? Because I have the links to it, so like I have the personal links that you sent me. But did you put Children's Corner online yet, or I can't remember? Um, is yeah, it still so in it's, festival? it's just got a. It's yeah, we're still submitting it. Uh, we just submitted it to a couple. Um, this past month and mm -hmm. um, I hadn't been submitting to as many as as uh, I'd planned because of the pandemic honestly like we, we yeah. submitted to one that was like canceled and um, as you know it's totally been a different uh, mm -hmm. ballpark for festivals this is my first ever festival circuit and there's like not yeah. much going on welcome but, welcome yeah, <laughs> <so> I, <laughs> welcome 
Um, yeah, there's a private link on Vi on Vimeo, and at some point I'll probably just make it public. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're still kind of submitting it, and we'll see if it's um, accepted into anything else. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. And you have a um, an Instagram page for it, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The children's. I'll link all that stuff down in the yeah. We'll link notes. We'll link everything up so you can so you can check things out. And uh, I look forward to talking to you ten minutes from now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then an yeah, hour and a half after that. Because <laughs> that's just what we do. Me. Thanks for being on. Oh, yay. Yay. <laughs> Bye. This was fun. Well, that was Miss Cat Lindsay. Catherine with a Y. Lindsay. Lindsay. Um, she's just fantastic. Just a fantastic person. She's a lovely gal. Yeah. Um, you know, we chatted with her for like the rest of the day after <laughs> that. After that. Uh, Pretty sure I texted her like an hour ago. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's uh, that was Kat Lindsay. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Yep. From the perspective of a working actor in New York City. Yes. We will have all the links to the stuffs. Yeah. All the links to her, her stuff so you can politely stalk her. Yes. Don't be a creep about it. Yes. Uh, shout out. To MoGraph.com. Screaming. <laughs> um, also, if you have any films or things, those types of stuffs, mm -hmm. you know, let us know. Send them our way. Send them our way. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. Sorry. Our cat's just literally going ballistic underneath my chair. Probably so. can't hear it. It's like the lawnmower thing all over again. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.